1: If there's one thing I love, it's knowing about guys' dongs.
2: We need discussion of dong size.
3: How big is his dong? Mm -hmm. We need to know. We don't, we're not getting enough dong info.
1: We're going to have to up the dong info on the show.
2: Hello and welcome. We're back. It's the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. I am your host, Brian Beckner. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for tuning in and telling your friends and liking our Facebook page and doing following us on Twitter and doing everything you do to support the show, subscribing on iTunes, all of that. Uh, today on the show... A lot of stuff happening. A sports. This is a sports show of record, as we all know, um, and a lot of a lot of sport sporting happenings this week on the show, including there's a, there's a, we all know there's one really dumb guy on the Minnesota Vikings. Of course, that's Adrian Peterson. Um, he's he's adjudicated his situation. He might come back to the team. None of that matters because that we found that there's an even dumber guy on the Minnesota Vikings, and we're going to talk about that. Um, more more porn star athlete news, which is some of my favorite. Um, this time, from the world of the NHL, we've, we've had an NHLer openly called out and slut-shamed by a porn star. The shoe is on the other foot. It's a great story, and we will get to that for sure. Um, you know... You, you wonder sometimes, all these guys, they're big, they're tough. What are some of the things that these big NFL players get into in their downtime? What do, they, what do they use to get them pumped up for the game? Is it rap music? Is it heavy metal? Is it the gladiator, the movie? Gladiator, remember that movie with Russell Crowe, Rusty? It's a good movie. Uh, what, what is it that gets these guys going? Well, for one guy, for one super tough guy, for a guy that had no neck as far as I could tell when he played 15 years in the NFL, he got pumped up a different way, and that was by watching The Notebook, and we're going to talk about that. And the big balls dance, rip the big balls dance, apparently the NBA has had enough of guys peacocking their big old balls when they hit a big shot. Guys are getting fined. They're trying to stamp it out. I'm pretty bummed because I just found out about it. I knew, I didn't know about the Big Balls dance until recently, and I guess it's been going on for years. What do I know? Um, so we have all of those sports topics to get to. Also, special special happenings on the show today. Uh, interview, the Baller Lifestyle interview with Nima Zarabi, Slam Magazine editor and sneaker aficionado. Nima Zarabi will join us to discuss the Just underway NBA season, so we will get to all that. We actually recorded that earlier. Um, And then before we finish up the show, we have one non-sports topic that we want to discuss. You know, people go to the hospital, like if someone gets hospitalized for a weird reason, there's a good chance we're going to talk about it on this show. That's just what we do. Like we look for sort of weird stuff that happens. And if someone gets hospitalized for having a... Deer tongue in their vagina. I mean, there's a hundred percent chance we're going to talk about it on this show and we will do that after our interview with Nima Zarabi. And then of course, Fancy Pop, big, big goings on in the world of pop culture. We will discuss them all with our own pop culture correspondent, Fancy Sauce. So much to get to, so much happening. The world of sports would not be the same without us, that's for sure. And this show would not be the same without co-host Hoboken Zone. Ed Daly. Ed, how are you?
1: Good, Brian. Uh, how are you?
2: I am well, sir. What is going on? What has happened to you since we last spoke?
1: Um, I actually w- was thinking... I- I- we should discuss that we've gotten a lot of feedback, uh, whether it's cologne or goatees. Uh, I feel like we're getting a lot of feedback on the podcast. and That's true. I enjoy it. And the one thing that I... We- I, we love ball busting but
2: that's for sure. The
1: thing that I am just opposed to is people not just owning it. Like I I, I find people are wondering what our take is whether they're like, "Oh, I have a, you know, I have a shaved head or I have a goatee or I use cologne." And the last thing you want to be is somebody who's who's on the fence about who they are just just that's own true it. like I that's absolutely listen, true I, ev- I agree everyone with that. everyone has things in their lives they can make fun of can be made fun of for but like if you're if you're confident in it like i don't I don't understand somebody somebody debating cologne like c- cologne it's it's just not not our thing but like if you're a cologne guy don't be a, like a cologne guy like debater just just be the guy who wears cologne
2: yeah I mean look you own a nightclub
1: yeah. That's drive
2: what? a taxi.
1: <laughs> that's what you do.
2: You know, you maybe maybe you run a haberdashery. There's certain guys that are cologne guys, and that's fine. Don't apologize. Like you own that. Don't apologize. Yeah. Don't apologize. Definitely. Is it? Do you? Do you have a specific example? No, like I feel like, like we've just gotten.
1: An, we've gotten. A, no, we've gotten a lot of feedback lately, and I feel like people are. Some people are sort of on the fence with who they are. It's like the only uncool thing is somebody who's trying to to be cool. Just, just, just own it. Just be that goatee guy.
2: That's, that's good advice. Don't try too hard is Ed's point. And that's a great point. Be who you are, be yourself, love yourself, embrace your own.
1: Yeah. I know it's a, it's a real cheesy message, but like, I, I don't know. Some of the feedback, that's, I feel like we've seen some, some people just not, true. not really being just confident. They're like, Fuck it's true. It, I'm, I'm the guy who does this.
2: And to that extent, if you take issue with something we say, like, come back at us. Like, make your point. Defend yourself. Um, If you fucking love cologne, you bathe yourself. You pour some cologne down the ass of your crack every – crack your ass every morning. (laughs) Ass of your crack. Wow. Wow. Um, Ed, over the weekend, I saw the movie Nightcrawler. The Nightcrawler has apparently bombed at the movie theaters. I, I want to see it
1: still. I, it I, I,
2: only I, made $10 million in the theaters this weekend, which is shocking to me because it's such a fucking good movie. I loved it. I'm, and I don't – I'm not a guy that likes things. Like that's kind of my thing <laughs> is not like being too into anything.
1: What a delightful thing to be into. Right.
2: I, I'm pretty proud of it. Like I don't like – I don't get too excited. Like there's certain bands that I get pretty excited about. I,
1: you like, get I like excited by more than you, you let on.
2: I like the Dodgers, but if like the Dodgers are four games out, I'm over it. You like you know, a lot. I, like, the, of, you I like, like
1: a lot of bands.
2: I do. That's true. You, I'm into music. I you're into uh, taking you know, like, pictures
1: I, of your food. You're into certain things, and that's fine. Man, you, that's fine. But that's your thing.
2: Into taking pictures of my food. Such a cheap shot. <laughs> I post one picture of my food, and with with, with my special bay in the background.
1: G day! Exclamation <laughs> point
2: a <laughs> uh, Co- lot, lot of just behind the scenes guys lot of bullies in the daily family <laughs> lot of bullying going on and i'm the victim a lot of daily bullying going on da- I'm, I'm bullied on hey the what did i just open the show the
1: what did i just open the show saying he, be secure in who you are you're the guy who says <laughs> cheat day when you have a cheeseburger that's right that's right do don't, right. don't don't I waver didn't... just say yeah that's right it's my cheat day
2: I'll be honest though, I was feeling a little guilty about that cheeseburger. I, I never normally, feel guilty. Never. Normally, me and my special lady will split a cheeseburger. Oh,
1: stop! You already split a hot dog. Just, just cheese. Well, yeah,
2: we split. We split a hot dog. Stop, but we stop like with the splitting.
1: We, stop with the splitting. <laughs> if no, you can't, can't eat it all, product. throw it in the fridge. Throw it in the fridge. I, and you
2: can't throw. You can't throw a burger in the fridge. You know what
1: you do? You throw a the, burger's a one time thing. Here's what I was gonna say. You throw it in the so, fridge. Then you look at it a day or two later, and you say, "I'm not eating that," and you throw it out. But you don't split it. You, you just you just keep it for yourself and eat what you want to.
2: I split now, it
1: just like just like nachos. Like you get a giant thing of nachos, and you put the, you get the leftover nachos. You put it in the fridge, and then it congeals. Oh, no,
2: you can't save nachos. But I'm just saying, like that's crazy. Talk.
1: Sometimes it will come home, and then you look at this congealed thing of nachos, and you're like, "Okay, that's in the garbage." Sometimes I do that to make myself feel good that I'm. I'm stopping at a certain point, but I never eat the reheated nachos or french fries not. definitely if you get like the some sandwich is, that comes with fries, never reheat it
2: i yes, I posted one picture of my cheeseburger with my special lady you're that background. guy
1: you're you're the food yeah, guy
2: I'm not that guy I'm not that guy <laughs> Uh, well, maybe I am that guy. I'll be that guy. But the point is, I should have split that burger. And the bigger point is, is we're talking about the fucking movie Nightcrawler, which I happen to think is a masterpiece. It's a really, really good movie, and I can't. And I don't endorse things often, but you guys should all go see that movie, because it's great. It's a great popcorn, like, edge of your seat movie. Hall, not a fan of Hall. He's fucking great. He's amazing in this movie, and I think everyone should go see it. And because it did so shitty in its first weekend, it's not going to be in theaters for very long, and it's- it's the kind of movie you should see in the theater. There's a fucking super long climax, action sequence. It's probably about twenty minutes towards the end. It's a guy's movie. Go see Nightcrawler. That's that's my thing.
1: Cool. I'm I'm gonna see it this week.
2: You should see it. I'm. I, I, you know. I coming out of the theater. I sent you a text. Yeah. Go see this movie. I'm seeing it. All right. Do you want to talk about some sports? Should we talk about cereal? We we oh, yeah. a lot of speaking of feedback. Yeah, we, a lot of people have little, back We to gave us.
1: a little teaser, and, and a lot of people jumped on board. That podcast is awesome.
2: It's really good. We t- we turned people onto cereal, but as soon as we did that, yeah,
1: it took a net- it took a real turn.
2: We took a turn. We listened. We listened. Ep- I don't know how many episodes the season of cereal goes. But in episode six, the show took a really weird—not a weird turn, just a really sort of definite turn. Right. And unless there's something like really just that just pops out a just a twist, uh, I think we all know. And I don't—I don't, I don't want to spoil it for anybody because everyone should listen from the beginning. But once you hit episode six, you sort of you see, have a
1: clear uh, vision of, of what happened. Right. I. Right. My question is only some of the ancillary characters, how, their involvement.
2: That, right. Yeah. There could have been, there's m- and- maybe more to this story, but that once you get to, I don't, I don't know how many more there are left. De- I'll definitely listen to all of them. Um, so yeah, cereal, a lot of good feedback. we like to turn you on to shit. Nightcrawler, cereal, splitting the cheeseburger, splitting the hot dog.
1: Never spill the hot dog
2: embrace your love of cologne what you know we're this is what we're here for we give advice uh okay ed let's talk about some sports let's talk sports topics
1: all right minnesota vikings bottom of the roster cornerback jabari price recently watched the movie forrest gump and took (laughs) took to twitter to clarify a lingering question his that that movie
2: that movie's 20 years old by the way yeah
1: and if he's a rookie cornerback like it came out when he was two yes So, yeah, this would be like, you know, if you and I went and watched, I don't know. Jaws. (laughs) Jaws for the first time. Yes. Star Um, Wars. Okay. His tweet. Do Lieutenant Dan have legs in real life? Hashtag Forrest Gump. Hashtag questions that need answers. (laughs) Okay, so
2: <laughs> it might be the tweet of a lifetime. Do that li- might be the best thing that's ever been on the Do internet. Do
1: Lieutenant Dan have legs in real life? Just wow. Yes. Those those seven beautiful words. Wait, uh, eight beautiful words. With
2: the hashtag questions that need answers. Yeah, wow.
1: That's so my hashtag. All right. So somebody quickly responded with the following answer, and this was somebody named Thunder Nineteen Eighty Five. Yes, the actor who plays Lieutenant Dan is Gary Sinise, who is in CSI New York Cast 2. To that, Price followed up with this question. Uh, at Thunder 1985, so where did his legs go during Forrest Gump? <laughs> Brian, it appears Jabari's onto something. Would you care to answer this?
2: It's, first of all, it's all... I- you bring up Gary Sinise, and now I gotta Google him because I'm pretty sure he rocks a system. Is uh, yeah, hair... I think
1: I think he I, I did see more hair and like you know those yes. those CSI shows get promoted during football all the time. Yeah, yeah, but I feel like I'm seeing a lot more Sinise up top.
2: Yeah, I think he's got a system going. It's a good system. It's like Bill Self level system, but he's yeah, because he's real bald back here. Okay, um, okay, Ed. This is like at first the, I don't know what's worse that this guy asked the question on Twitter this just a, such a stupid question or that someone answered Th- it straightforward.
1: I think the real villain is Thunder nineteen eighty five because he gave yes. it, he gave it a serious answer, not like he a hey, shithead. You ever heard of CGI? <laughs> I yeah. for me I'm not you you know uh, reality TV is not my deal, but of course i would love to just have a camera follow this guy around and like take him yes. just or just like me sit down with him like if you could do just one like of those charity auctions ask him questions and I'd, yeah. I'd sit down with him and have like a film festival with him and just ask him questions like i'd be like just show him uh titanic just show him titanic then uh uh departed and be like see that dicaprio drowned <laughs> and look He's walking right now, and then he takes.
2: He's getting he, laid he, by a psychiatrist. Yeah,
1: then, then, yeah, then he, then he's, he's banging a psychiatrist. Then he gets shot in the head in departed. And then I show him Wolf of Wall Street, and his head is going to explode. <laughs> <laughs> or like show him, uh, show him a uh, uh, misery, and then show him any James Con movie after 1991, and <laughs> be like, whoa, this guy's just walking fine, like. <laughs> His ankles were just destroyed. How is he walking so fun?
2: I was really... Like, first of all, Jabari Price. Like, I didn't really... Does he not have the internet or does he yeah, not... I mean... Does he even realize the movies have special effects? Like, does he think Jurassic Park is real? <laughs> Like, oh, where'd they get those? Where do they... I want to go there. Let's go check out those dinosaurs. It's and like, I,
1: no, I want to go I, to that park. And it, it's, you know, like a theme park. And people are like, Disney? Universal Studios? No, 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 no. No, there were, the, the there were like those big... Yeah, like... Uh, I think there was a T-Rex there. <laughs> I,
2: I was really concerned for this guy, Ed. And then I saw that he, A, grew up in Pompano Beach, Florida. Okay, And two... Matriculated at the University of North Carolina.
1: Oh, but that's such a good uh, academic school, and, and they're oh. they're pretty they're pretty uh, strict with their athletes, right?
2: Actually, we've just learned that mm. they've for like twenty years had a whole system in place where that if you major in a certain major, there's no classes for that major. <laughs> You just, I guess, it's like I'm, public administration I'm, or something. I'm
1: guessing he didn't attend too many film study classes. <laughs>
2: oh, definitely not. Uh, but yeah, I feel like this guy's got a future. He, there, Someone needs to make a reality show where we just show Jab- Jabari Price
1: stuff and see how he reacts. <laughs> it would be the best. It would be the, truly the best. It would be. Okay, next story. All right. Mandingo Massacre 7 star Lisa Ann <laughs> called out Flyers defenseman Michael Del DelZoto on Twitter last week for being, quote, the most annoying texter in the history of my life. She goes on to write, yes, Michael DelZoto, the stud NHL player. For some reason, he thinks I'm a dating service and will arrange dates for him. Apparently, the star of the 2006 hit <laughs> Bra Bustin' and Deep Thrustin' met Del DelZoto a couple years ago in an event. The two hung out. Shortly, shortly after Del Zotto asked the uh, white bubble butts two star if she wouldn't mind hooking him up with some of her friends on the road, she refused. But Del Zotto was persistent. For the next two years, until she called him out on Twitter, Del Zotto has now blocked her on Twitter. Brian, what's the texting protocol for dealing with the star of the holiday classic "Tits a Wonderful Life"?
2: I could just listen to you read the, names
1: oh, of the movie. She's her made. IMDB page just gave me a good twenty minutes of fun. It's <laughs> okay. a wonderful life. I mean, that's the perfect porn title. I love that this is the
2: same chick that was just at a football or at a Knicks game yeah, she, with the
1: She clearly the girl, wants to be in the news. Like it. she's clearly on her own personal PR tour. But she's good at it. She's like, savaging every- athletes.
2: How does every athlete have Lisa Ann's phone number, first of all? Like, do you g- go to the Rookie Symposium and they're like, okay, here, make sure you use condoms and don't, you know, invest your money with bad people and watch out and stay out of the hotel bar. And, oh, here's Lisa Ann's phone number. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I got to hand it to her, Ed. She knows how to promote her personal brand. And she seems pretty chill, but if you cross her, like, watch the fuck out.
1: Yeah, apparently and- she she's a big deal in the porn world. And I have to say, like, I – I am just, you know, generic free porn guy. So I, I'm still – the only porn stars I know are the Jenna Jamesons and the people of like the the mid-90s when you actually had to watch porn videos. Right. Well, so and this But picks, she's like a big deal, right?
2: Yeah. She's like – she's a little vintage. She's right. been around a long time. I would say she's probably the most famous porn star. Yeah. I'm not really like into like who's famous as a porn star. Right. But I definitely know who she is.
1: Mid-90s I knew a lot of – a lot of them by now. Oh, of
2: course. Well, that's that's when stars were stars, then. Right, yeah. The heyday. Uh, but uh, let's talk about this guy. First of all, no one has ever accused a hockey player of being smart. And no. And this guy is definitely the rule rather than the exception. Like, as a rule, porn star or not, it's pretty bad form to go on a date with a broad and immediately follow up <laughs> yeah. said date with a, Hey, can I fuck some of your friends yeah. text?
1: But at the same time, it's a porn star. So it's not... Unreasonable to say, hey, do you know any more promiscuous friends?
2: Right, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I, I mean, I'm going to
1: side with Del Zotto just because I watch partially for the comedy of watching Brian Gumble, but I watch real sports, and yeah. he was the subject of a thing last year when he was a Ranger, and there was a severely handicapped Ranger fan, this little boy. And he had, like, a relationship, a texting relationship with this, like, little handicapped kid. And they did, like, like severely handicapped. And they, right. it was, like, one he of those. Was like, his butt. Yeah, and this was, and he got traded to the Predators, I Flyers. think. Flyers. Oh. Yeah, he got traded to the Predators. And they still, like, kept up the relationship. And that was the story. That was the last I heard of him because once he wasn't on the Rangers... And uh, you know, I only watched hockey in in the in the last month of the season. But
2: but after that, he, well, no one does yeah. the season, so no one's even watching. But anyway, it playoffs, I I
1: heard I kind of knew of him as a Ranger, and he was a decent player. But oh. but once that happened, I didn't. The last thing I heard, he was this guy who was looking out for a handicap kid, and now he's he's known as the guy, guy uh, harassing porn stars.
2: Well, based on that, he should have been drowning in Poon. I mean. Has he looked around like the hotel lobby in every city his team goes to is littered with nubile honeys, happy to surrender a one timer through their five hole to <laughs> any guy on the team. Hockey players are like tied with soccer players and only slightly behind race car drivers in the athlete poon Olympics.
1: Yeah, the uh, that's true. Yeah, race I mean, race car if, drivers. If
2: he's that hard up, all he has to do is wait for one of his teammates to drop a few crumbs, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, Del Zoto.
2: He's. I'm. I'm, te- I'm team. I'm not on team of the Zoto. I'm team uh, Lisa Ann here <laughs>
1: of the Zoto.
2: Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll have to agree to disagree. Okay, okay. what? Uh, maybe there'll be more. To, although he's blocked her on Twitter, which is a real bitch move. Like, yeah. I mean, she called him out. That's
1: right. Like, like I said, just own it. Say, so yeah, that's own right. It. I'm yeah. the guy who wants porn stars to uh, deliver.
2: Yeah, NBD. I'm, um, you know, I'm trying to maximize my thing here. Uh, okay, what else is going on?
1: Former NFL linebacker and owner of the the biggest neck in NFL history, Takeo Spikes, recent- former Charger. Yeah recently told TMZ he had a secret routine before taking the field every Sunday and that was to watch Rachel McAdams movies quote her movies take me to a place where I'm very confident in myself Spike said it's kind of like the calm before the storm Brian on the scale of one to Manti Teo where does Takeo Spike's rank in terms of heterosexuality
2: he's around Antonio Gates wearing an ascot to the press conference um like what Further proof that these CTE studies are happening – like are true, this guy's watching – he's like literally the only Rachel McAdams fan on the planet.
1: I, I, <laughs> like, like, what I are like the, the he, Wedding Crashers.
2: He, I mean that's OK. But that's not really. That's not like, her the, movie. She, that's Yeah, she's just in it. He, he like named some other one. I'm like what is that? Like I've, I know about The Notebook obviously. I've never seen it. Right. And I know about Wedding Crashers. But he had like some, something else from – deep in the McAdams yeah, catalog. He, he,
1: the quote, I can't remember what the quote was, but it was clearly indicative that he was telling the truth. Yeah. He, he wasn't, wasn't like messing around with the TMZ person. Like he really knew uh, McAdams movies.
2: Uh, good for him though. It's, he's not playing anymore.
1: It, it, said, it said former.
2: Maybe they maybe they could. Yeah, like, he, please, was, I mean, no. he was, I
1: mean, he was, he was a bill and a charger for a while, but I don't, I think he's, he's been done for a couple of years.
2: Well, he's got plenty of time. I don't. Has McAdams been in anything recently? She's pretty hot. Like I'm. Not, I liked her. I'm never like bummed to see her. I
1: liked her, but I I can't think of anything that she's been in in a while. Yeah,
2: I feel like I feel like she's she's peaked and gone away. Okay, what else is going on in the world of sports?
1: Okay, Tim, Timberwolves shooting guard Kevin Martin was fined fifteen thousand dollars by the league office for doing the Sam Cassell big balls dance after hitting a late three pointer against the Bulls, despite show, showing intestinal fortitude. The league sent a clear message that the testicular region shall not be emphasized in any celebrations going forward. Brian, your thoughts?
2: Um, it's, this is always the case with me. I didn't even know about the big balls dance until no one was allowed to do it anymore. I
1: think it became prominent. Um, you, there was, there was, I, it was probably Garnett's like, last great year with the Timberwolves, and it was him, Sprewell, and Cassell and, right. and Cassell was hitting a lot of big shots, and he was doing that, like, you know, this big balls dance.
2: I, I think the Lakers took them out of the playoffs that year. Yeah, I think that, um, but
1: I think it was the conference finals. Like, the Timberwolves haven't done right. shit before or since. So that was their big year. And I think that's when Cassell was doing it. I mean, Cassell had. Big moments on the Rockets and, and other sure teams. but he did. But, uh, and that's why I hate him because the 94 finals, I still.
2: Oh, that was, that was those, that, really a good one. A final. young
1: Sam Cassell ha- had some daggers against the Knicks.
2: I think he was a rookie.
1: I think he was. Him and, and yeah. uh, Robert Ory both had uh, some some big rookie moments in that series, it, and I, I'm yes, never so, going to like those two.
2: Cassell was top of the arc, and uh, Ory was over there in the yeah, corner. that's right. You give it to him over there in the corner, he's going to knock it down. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I don't like, I kind of like this celebration. Although, A, if your name's Kevin Martin. Right. And two, if you're on the Timberwolves, like, I don't think you should really be doing too much celebrating of That's anything. Right. And the, this big balls thing's a lot cooler than that thing where they, like, put their hand up to their, they make a three and then they, like, put their hand up to their forehead. That's Have you seen the three
1: that? Three shots to the dome thing. They tap.
2: Yeah, what is that? I hate I, that. I
1: think it's, it's rap related. But, uh, well, don't do my, it, my, don't like my, it. My problem is not. I, obviously, the league is doing this because they're, they're trying to not offend people and kids. Uh, and I, certainly, uh, I'm not offended by any gestures. But my issue is that it's, it's a unique dance to Cassell. And, like, right. if, oh, if yeah. you saw... Don't, don't steal if, if his you thing. See,
2: don't do the icky yeah, shuffle. that's
1: right. If you saw somebody doing the icky shuffle, like, if Icky Woods is in the crowd or Sam Cassell was in the crowd at, like, like one game and then you're just saying, hey, you know, I'm respecting, you know, what you did. But if a guy just started saying, like, hey, I'm doing the icky shuffle every time I score, you'd be like, who's this shithead taking this, this move? Like, I don't
2: right that's my yeah. thing
1: and i'm not and certainly i've seen redskins do it i i think the lambo leap should be for packers like there's certain Agreed. things that should just be for whatever you know whatever team or person came up with it so i think that the the nba is right to find them just because like come up with your own original thing
2: and the nba doesn't want to do anything offensive and Next year, they're going to have, like, McDonald's logos and Coca-Cola logos, like, all over the jerseys. Right, and that's... Like, that's I'm offended by yeah, that. Yeah,
1: that's, that's, that's promoting something really great for society.
2: Agreed. Well, I'm gonna rip the big balls dance, because I would have been... If I had known about that, I would have been way more into it. Uh, okay, Ed, earlier, before the show, we you and I had a chance to sit down and interview Slam Magazine senior writer and sneaker aficionado Nima Zarabi. Let's have a listen to that now. And as promised, joining us now is Nima Zarabi, Slam Magazine senior writer and also sneaker aficionado. Uh, Nima, how are you?
0: Great guys, good good to be with you guys here. Outstanding,
2: stoked you could do it. Um, Let's get get right into it. Um, The the season started off. Things are no no real surprises yet in the season, Uh, but of course, my Lakers, the Lakers. We need to talk about them. They're obviously well. There's this sort of thing happening right now where people aren't sure if they're losing on purpose. Right, tanking. Yes. They're tanking, which of course, I mean, as soon as they signed, no, no one signs Carlos Boozer if they're trying to be good. <laughs> so as soon as they did that, we kind of had had an idea of what was up. And their first round pick, everyone knows, their first round pick is out of the. If it's out of the top five, the the Suns get it. So of course they're going to try to fuck that up, and they're not going to fuck that up by winning any games. So my question right. to you is this: Let's get it started. Yeah, I'm concerned that if. The Lakers' plan works out, and they lose pretty much every game this season. Will our guy, the notoriously competitive Kobe Bryant, murder one of his teammates on the floor this season?
0: <laughs> you know that's always, I'm sure, a possibility with him, man. You you uh, you never know with him, man. He is a uh, he is definitely a different type cat. I think he's capable, I'm sure, of, of of something like that. If this thing goes on for too long, what are they going for right now? They're, and yes. Uh, it's, a, and they're, you know, they're it, bad. It, it, it's ugly. You're right. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was
1: just going to say, and they're a bad 0-4. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a competitive 4
0: they're, they're
2: a bad 0-4. They're going to lose every game. It's, the only thing I can wonder is that, of, of course, I think their whole plan was, like, everyone's complaining that they gave Kobe Bryant all this money, but right. the thing is they knew they were going to be bad, so they had to have somebody... To, that they could use to sell tickets. And I think Kobe's sort of complicit in that, where he like, yeah, I get it. Get, you know, give me this last contract. Let me get paid, and I'll, I'll hang out. But I, I feel like he doesn't even realize the kind of competitive fire he has inside and how pissed off all this losing is going to make him.
0: It could definitely turn him into a very, very violent person. But I think he also knew that, look, I'm at the end of my career. Right? I'm probably close to some records. You know, I can maybe get there. I'm sure the team wanted him. If he's going to break any records, do it in the do it in the Laker uniform. And of course, they also have a TV deal. That you got to have somebody, like you were saying. If you guys are, you know, if if none of the free agents were to work out, and you know, Randall ends up as the pick and not a top three or top five pick that you wanted, you know that I think he w- he had to have gone in knowing. Um, before the season, look. Looking at this roster, he's gone through this kind of stuff before. Like, look, this is going to be a horrible year. Let me get, let me get my numbers. Let me get healthy, and maybe we we'll make a run for it next year. I, I really don't know what's what he has to kind of do to prepare his mind for for what's coming. But I, I, I'm knowing him and how smart he is. You know, I don't think he's one of those guys. Like, hey, let's. You know, I I, I can turn you know you know chicken shit into chicken chicken salad. <laughs> it's not right. gonna have to to you know he's not that guy, but right. I think he, he he sees. Look, I have to play. They're giving my they're giving me my money. It didn't work out um, as far as maybe you know Carmelo coming here or certain players that maybe but, he thought would have a chance. But at the end of the day, he's still going to put shots up and do what he can to you know keep his name going and his comeback kind of coming strong. So I think he also thinks that that might be good enough. You know, for the people here, losing sucks, but sure. maybe he can. Maybe he can make it exciting in some weird ways that only- make
2: it a show. He'll just go yeah, for fifty every night. Uh, yeah, how much? Do
0: you, how much do you buy into that that hatchet piece a week and a half ago, two
1: weeks ago? Like that? Just he's he's sabotaging the the, the, the free Henry Abbott. Agency. Yes, Ed, uh,
2: Ed Daly's talking about the ESPN.com piece by Henry Abbott talking about what everybody already knew that nobody likes Kobe Bryant.
0: Right. Yes. I mean, it, it, I think you nailed it. It it, it was. It was interesting. I think we all know he has um, his, I guess, his, you know, qualities that might make him difficult, as all great players do. But, you know, some of the the narrative there, you know, he just didn't, I mean, it fit in so nicely for him. He didn't get into things like, you know, they had this Chris Paul trade set. A lot of people forget that. Henry Abbott, didn't he start, Ed, in kind of that that 2011 range where kind of the wheel started falling off? Well, that's when they kind of pulled off that. Chris Paul trade, and right. that didn't work out. And then, you know, I think you have to think about other things. When, when agents are talking to their players about free agency, there's other things that come up outside of Kobe Bryant. Right, money. Um, money, taxes, and things such as who's the coach. Right. right. Think about the last couple coaches that were in here before Byron Scott got here. I mean, right. Right. they weren't very good. Mike Brown. It, you Anthony. know, if, if Mike Brown was any good, LeBron probably would have never left Cleveland. They bring him here. D'Antoni had a hip surgery that off season. He was not even planning to coach. Or was it a knee replacement or a hip replacement? I can't remember. Yeah, I think it was. It was one of a,
2: those. I think it was a knee.
0: It was a knee replacement. So he yeah. wasn't even planning on coaching that year. And Jimmy Buss must have ran the analytics and, and figured that, you know, this is the guy we gotta bring in. I those are baffling. And and players are gonna look into who the coach is. Maybe maybe some don't care, but I think all those things are considerations and These are things that Henry Abbott, you know, was clearly not concerned about in, in his writing. He had a, I think he had a thought in mind of what he was going to write and he got the quotes he wanted and the data he wanted to run. And, you know, you have what you have.
2: Excellent point. Ed, question for our guest, Slam Magazine senior writer, Nima Zarabi.
1: Um, well, I assume you've been around locker rooms and, uh, that, that culture, uh, how are groupies handled? Is that a team employee, or do you think, like, guys' agents get involved? Like, how do they shuffle that? Come you know, I, excellent, the about-
2: excellent question, Ed. Ed wants to know. I want to get g- into
1: the more hard-hitting. Group
2: who who oh, wrangles I mean. the road beef?
1: And if that's not a comfortable question, what's oh, the biggest dong no, no. you've seen?
2: It's definitely a comfortable question. Don't don't let him back okay. out, Ed. Here we go. Right. I
0: think oh. it's, a, it's a great question. Yeah. And you got to remember, with basketball, man, there's a lot of free time, I think, out of – you know, I, I don't know how baseball goes. I do know f- football particularly well, and that's kind of like a nine-to-five job every day. They get one off day a week. But basketball, you know, there's a shoot-around in the morning some days, and practice is limited. There's a lot of free time. So the guys uh, who are single, maybe some who aren't, um, they can handle all of this on their own. And, and if you have, you know, checked out some of these guys' Twitter accounts or Instagram, you know, feeds, you know, the, the things they like or things they favorite they they don't keep that a secret so they're spending a lot of time i think um filtering through what girls they'd like to see and maybe give post game passes to um so they can maybe say hi to before they lead lead off to the bus or whatever it is but i really don't think i mean maybe some agents get involved with that um but you know these guys are I guess social media has made it a lot easier.
2: Excellent point. I, th- I think we're talking about the J.R. Smith model here, are we not? He's, he's pioneered this method. My
0: boy J.R. Yeah. Right, right. Well, and you're giving people a, you know, every time these guys post a tweet or, you know, a, a picture, you know, you're kind of giving girls who want to see these players an idea of where you're located, and I think uh, some guys are really good at, at that, and... You know, so there's always, you know, girls that want to meet athletes, whether it's basketball players or not, and athletes that are looking to meet girls. And I really think the time that basketball players have just in being on the road a lot, you know, there's so many games. I think, you know, obviously baseball is probably more than than basketball being on the road. But for sure, these guys have a lot of free time. And if you're not married or in a serious relationship or if you are or if maybe you are (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you don't care. I think it's just uh, part of that lifestyle. It's just it's it's just, it's easy, you know. Yeah. Uh, it's,
2: it's social media. Great answer. Social media definitely makes it easier. I, I have another question. Get, let's sort of off topic. Yes. You look around the league. You spend a lot of time around these players, Nima, and there's always there's this sort of baller culture where these guys are forever. They make a lot of money. They yes. have a lot of things. And they're always trying to one-up each other. It was jewelry. Then it was Range ro- Rovers. Guys have shoe museums. Everybody wants to have a, a hotel-sized pool in their backyard. I just, just the other day, I saw Mari Stottemeyer taking a bath in red wine. Of course. <laughs> I need to know what's next. What is the next baller arms race or... Will the new trend be more norm core where guys are going to start buying Volvos and in- investing in low-risk municipal bonds? <laughs>
0: Super is. You know, there there actually was a guy that last year, a sneaker guy, that told me that we're going to be shifting out of expensive sneakers, basketball players will, and, and out of, like, you know, designer sneakers. And they'll be wearing Vans and this and that. And I remember, you know, looking at them like, you know, maybe they might throw a couple of those in there. But I just don't don't see them letting go that this baller lifestyle that you're talking about that you're right i mean a lot of these guys being in the locker room that's their work environment every day so naturally they're also competitors they're going to uh do things on a daily basis whether it's material items a lot of times it can be you know who has the most beautiful woman on their arm Mm. things like that um I don't know what could be next because, you know, I, I really think about that a lot, you know, it, especially with this thing that going on with, with Kobe at the end of his career or or all the pressure that LeBron James has
2: right. put on
0: himself. You know, you, you, th- you start wondering, you know, well, you guys have all the money, you've got championships, you know, th- this this all seems like a little bit of unneeded stress.
2: Sure. You know? Yeah.
0: So what are you going for? Like, what's what's next? Is it competition that you're doing this for are you trying to get a billion dollars maybe lebron's trying to become the true first billion dollar athlete i don't know maybe he wants a spaceship i really don't know i mean
2: Shaq tried to be a movie star
0: exactly it, it, yeah. yeah i'm sure that's another thing a lot of these guys I, you know in summers you'll see them you know there's some dude following around with a camera you know, right. half these films have never come to light. Well,
2: I, I want to see – I just hope they all start dressing like Cliff Paul in, like, khakis <laughs> and rock ports and, like, buttoned up, like, Kirkland shirts tucked in. Like, that would be the best. Ed,
1: a lot, a lot, uh, of pl- lot of plot holes with those Cliff Paul commercials. Like, I have my issues. Uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> that, that could be a blog post. Ed, yeah. another question for Nima Zarabi. All
1: right. Who's uh, – you know you've been you've dealt with a lot of different guys over the years who uh who, who's been who's one of the worst and who's one of the best guys you've dealt with and if the worst is too difficult then uh then just give me a an underrated good good person to deal with no
2: just pick somebody that's out of the league or dead
0: well most of the guys are actually you know really really nice and really cool if you come at them in the right way you right. know i think they they can kind of sniff out of the guy who's kind of, trying to cause some problems or just riding them a little too hard. And it's, with basketball, it doesn't really get, you know, to the to the point of, to that point where, um, you know, you, you feel like that. I think a lot of times guys get upset if, you know, you, you have a story that you're supposed to write. You've been assigned, you know, a certain amount of words. And the way this thing is set up to talk to players, it's it's bound to cause problems. You know, I, the, the setup that these guys have, you know, before a game, they open the lock room for up until you know 45 minutes before before the game so you know you've got all these guys they're hanging around their locker you know and they're eating food before the game whatever it is playing around and then they let you know all the locker rooms open the media guys cruise in they all kind of stand around you know hoping that someone makes eye contact with them that so awkward to go, it's the most awkward thing, man. Yeah. And it's you're like, not going to get anything good out of that. No, because right? they're annoyed. Look, if, if you're writing a feature, let's say you're writing a feature on Jamal Crawford, right? If you're writing a feature on Jamal Crawford, that's your only hope is to get some quotes during that time because after the game, there's going to be a million people at his locker talking about the game, and if you're that guy asking him about how he learned ball handling <laughs> as a kid, people are going to be pissed at you and, you know, whatever. You know, it's just a bad environment. And again... Half of these guys don't want to talk to anyone, but they're forced to during these periods. So a lot of times it's like, man, you know, you, you just hope that you can come at a guy in a way where, you know, you can kind of build a little bit of a rapport and he wants to talk to you because, you know, you're you're really there just to have a conversation about his game in the end. Um, but a lot of it, man, is just the setup is just really, really awkward. And I haven't really had anyone – um, I guess, get too, too upset with me. You know, yeah, nothing like, nothing like that. Um, you know, maybe, you know, coaches, you know, if you're ever around Greg Popovich and right. kind of ask a question in a weird way, he will dress you down right in front of your peers. I like that. You know, and, and, and part of that is like you just, you have, when you're around Kobe Bryant, it's the same thing. If you're going to ask something that's just a dumb question, he's going to, you know, look at you, or you know give you a short answer or just just kind of move on to the next thing and it's kind of embarrassing but you know you've got to think of think of a question that's going to move the conversation forward and a lot of times guys are nervous in there because it's you're under the gun as a writer or a broadcaster to get a certain amount of quotes in a certain amount of time and there's competition just the environment is really bad and oftentimes the people that want to talk are the players that aren't playing and the players that you want to talk to really don't you know there's no benefit to them to continue to give you all this time but i will tell you a funny story two years ago i think Kenyon martin was with the clippers oh he's awesome and he's a pretty awesome dude and he's one of those guys you just you just kind of gotta watch out as far as you know you know you're questioning because you know he might just be over it real quick
2: he's volatile he's a loose cannon he's got he's got lips tattooed on his neck Yes, (laughs)
0: Yes, <laughs> and uh, I caught him coming out of the locker room. It was a game he didn't play, but I, I wanted to ask him kind of on a sto- some, some questions, just being a veteran on a story I was working on, and it was hilarious. I, I got him. He's really cool, answering a couple of my questions, and you know, it looked like he had a very expensive T-shirt on. and He pulled the old deodorant before you put the shirt on. You know, two minutes in, he looks oh, down on no. his shirt. Oh, no. Oh, man. I caught a little bit of the brunt of that, you know, but, but hey, that's all, that's all in, you know, that's all the game and that's all good. I, I still love Kmart. He's a great guy. I'd be pissed too if I owned a $500 shirt and right. sit up with my deodorant. <laughs> that's an awesome there. story.
2: Great, you know? great behind the scenes insight here with Nima Zarabi, Slam Magazine senior writer. One last question before we let you go, Nima, I've, I've. Followed you on Instagram for a while. I've seen you online. You are definitely a man that's into shoes. You're a sneaker head. You are a sneaker aficionado. Tell me, what is the best sneaker of all time? Is it the Jordan 3?
0: The Jordan 3 has got to be, I mean, the, the, the black cement 3 right. or you know, the white cements. I mean, it's, it's hard to look past that because you could wear that with anything. You know, it's the perfect height. You know, I love the Jordan 1. There's just something incredible I about, like that shoe but, too. But, you know, it's a it's high popped up yeah well sneaker. Yep. You know, there's some fits that just don't... Your jeans, you know, sometimes you don't want to look like Kanye West with right. your pants up on your calf. Yeah, you don't want kinda,
2: them stacked up.
0: <laughs> you know, you don't mm-hmm. want that. And sometimes sneakers and, you know, it's it just it's a tougher, tougher deal for everything. But the 3 is just... You know, you, you cannot beat that. I mean, almost every colorway is incredible. Yeah,
2: they're pretty sweet. I will now Ed Daly, he grew up in the in the wealthy suburbs of New Jersey. He probably got a new pair of Jordans every year. And yeah. I, I never had any Jordans growing up. I had a hard scrabble existence here in the streets of Costa Mesa, California. But I will tell you this, I one year for Christmas, my grandma took me to Foot Locker. And she got. I didn't want Jordans because everybody had Jordans. But okay. I got her to buy me a pair of the Air Flight '89s, the originals. Oh, those,
0: are, those are incredible with the air pocket, right? Oof. with The air
2: pocket in the sole. They're black. They're white and black. But you, you make a good point. They're kind of fat. They don't really yes. look good with jeans. Like you can, you can wear them with shorts, no problem. They're hot looking shoes. But it's not like the Jordan Three that you could wear with anything.
0: It's so versatile. You know, I, this is this is just it's just such a such an incredible timeless sneaker. Agreed, it's, it's a beautiful. I just want to shoe. go on record, not yes.
1: not a joy I'm a Knicks fan. I can't be wearing Jordans. Oh, right. On. I I did one time have a pair of Jordans and re- regretted it instantly and didn't wear them much. I was proud. I once had Xavier McZ- McDaniel shoes and I don't even know what the manufacturer was. He had a shoe. Yeah, oh, the X Men, but I think they, they were British
0: Knights. What oh, were they?
2: BKS. They BKs, were, but they, man.
1: but they were like, I. They were like an old edition because it was pre-Nix. I think it was a Sonic color scheme, right? Like white with some yellow and green. And the worst shoes I ever owned were uh, I had a pair of the Starberries, which were those $15 sneakers. Oh, my God. You bought those?
2: You were an adult when those came out, Ed. (laughs) (laughs)
1: They were were purchased for me by my wife, who knew I was a Knicks fan but didn't realize that I loathed uh, Stefan Marbury with a passion. That's so good.
0: Yeah. You know what they perform like? $15 sneakers.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's awesome.
0: Hey, I want to know something. You guys – you guys had a great Cologne conversation. That was awesome. And I think you guys really hit some some interesting things that need to be discussed more in that area. But it got me to thinking. Tell us. You know, in the NBA, we have a really, really great player, this Ant Davis kid in New Orleans, right? Yeah, he sure. is good. Incredible. He's 21 years old. And he's and putting up crazy these, stats. He's big head. and stats. he can move. Incredible. All right. Now, you know, he's a young man. I think early in his career, he said he's going to kind of keep the unibrow thing going, all right? <clears throat> do what you want. You know, be who you are. Where do you guys stand on that type of manscaping? You know, I mean, does he need to... And again, this has kind of come up with LeBron, too, with hairlines. Mm. LeBron's now, that. That was a question I had for you. Mm-hmm. What's
1: What's the over-under on uh, months until he just gives up on the hair?
0: I just, honestly, I, I can't guess because I'm so shocked that we're in this mode right here where right. we are, where he... You know that? Remember that picture that surfaced? Yes. In the summer. Where yes, we looked of course. Like
2: he got the spray on.
0: Old and a new hairline. Yep. As a bald man, that got me to researching. Okay?
2: Yeah, yeah. You were looking course, at pictures.
0: I'm cool with where we are. I'm bald. We're great. I made this decision. I wasn't gonna hold on. I'm not gonna be Ginobili. It's time. And, <laughs> right. And it's not a problem. No, it it's looks good. From it's bald. cool. That's fine. Yeah. But when I saw that, okay. Yeah. Then I said, look, maybe I haven't looked into the science part. Maybe I need to reevaluate some things. No, because the
2: science isn't there.
0: It looked incredible, right? Yeah, but he, I think he
2: went with the spray.
0: He did, because yep. training camp opens, and you know they have that show on NBA TV, and he takes his... Your headband off and he's out there looking like will clark in 1989 yeah yeah and that's that true is, it, it blew me away he was 35 again yeah. he's like almost yeah. 30 but he looked 35 right with his his build and the way he looks and his hairline and i was just so blown away that with what he just did this off season that he would even let anyone it's talk crazy to him spray down
2: it's crazy it's crazy
0: I, I, I'm I'm completely completely baffled.
2: Why doesn't he go? Why doesn't he go with the Bic? Why doesn't he shave it clean? Is it doesn't appear that he has any Scottie Pippen rolls in his head? I feel like he would ha, he would be a good looking bald man. He yeah. should just
1: shave that thing up. Of course, but yeah. e- even if he, the the here's the problem: if he was going bald and he didn't want to shave it, and he was just going bald, but it's all of the the triple width headband, right? So you know he's fighting it, and sometimes spraying it on, like. Like I said in, in the podcast a couple weeks ago, he, all these measures by him gives me a sense of superiority Makes over him. him look because like a I bitch. know I've got something he wants. Right. If he just said, "Hey, I'm bald, who gives a shit?" then you know what? He's fine. But he's he's fighting. He's fighting and he's losing.
0: That's what I don't get because that battle is heartbreaking. Okay? Yeah. You can't win it. Yeah. You can't. And to look at that every day, I could only imagine how more much more confident he could be if he made The move and said, "Look, we're gonna bit this down. Mike Jordan had to do it. It's time. You know, some guys have to do it. Shaq's do it. Probably done it. Looking at those guys on that TNT set. Yep. But sometimes too, it takes. You know, uh, for me, it wasn't a friend telling me; it was a girl. Look, it's time. Right. It's time to do it. That's good advice. God bless her. Yeah. But thank you. Somebody helped me out because I was trying to hold on. Yep. But you, you, you wonder. You're like you know." I thought he had he has these people in his life and maybe it's it, it definitely just all is afraid. on you but man I It's I the am, Emperor's new clothes yeah. with him. Yeah. Everybody's I'm afraid to away. say it. I just I'm blown away and Ginobili's the same thing. I'm just like every time he's watching film with his team, that has to be something he's thinking about when he's looking at that it, upper view. Yeah, it's you not know? a good look, buddy. It's not. And it just wears on you mentally. You know, like I don't know if you guys saw Barclays interview like a week ago where he had said that him and Michael Jordan don't talk anymore because Barkley had criticized him right. as a as an owner, as a GM, and and he had taken that so hard. You know, Michael Jordan's 51, 52 years old. Right. So it's like... Get over think it, dude. about what LeBron's going through with these jokes and all this stuff. It, embrace this and move on. I, I I think he'll get 50 a game.
2: I agree. I agree. So it is, it's a big about, weight to carry.
1: Real quick about Anthony Davis. Yeah. I think... He's the guy that can pull it off. Uh, Like, I mean, it's not a good look, but at least, like, he's just saying, I can do this, and it's because he's a rising star. But, like, if he starts being terrible, like, if he blows out his knee and he's never the same player, then it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to just be the the weird-looking guy. He's seven but,
0: feet it, tall. But see here, here, here you bring up a great point, and this is where I'm confused because a lot of people will. This has come up before on Twitter, and a lot of people will be like, "Oh, you know, it's who he is," and and this and that. And, you know, maybe if that's a mole or a birthmark, you know, this is this is hair, man. Right. Yeah,
2: it's, you know, it's easy it's a to bad take look. Away.
0: I'm it, just it, saying, is is it our is duty cr- as as athletes, men, to manscape? This is a question you guys need to hit.
2: I In his case, I would leave it because it's sort of a signature thing. He had the bigger problem, and I, I've had to go on Google Image. He's taken care of it. He had some fucked up yeah. dentata early on. His teeth were going every which direction. And he had
1: summer teeth. He had yeah,
2: summer, te- he, summer teeth. He had, he, some of the bottom ones were like pointing in and out. I've never oh, seen anything yeah. like it. Yeah, it and it looked I, like sloth. I, I was really concerned that he was going to show up one day and have hit Baron Davis's equine dentist and get got the horse chompers. <laughs> oh but I see God. he's he's gotten some veneers, he's gotten it cleaned up, he's got a he's got a nice looking set of teeth now. That was a much bigger concern for me with Anthony Davis. I say, like if it were me, yeah, I'd, yeah, pro- I'd probably take care of that.
0: If it's, do so you think he'll coming, hold on, you, Ed? You think this is gonna he's gonna be twenty nine and they'll be committed.
2: Yeah, yeah I think because so. Because I
0: think I think the minute he went to uh, the minute he went to Kentucky looking like that,
1: he was committed to just being the guy with the with the the creepy uh, eyebrow.
2: He's stuck with it. That's absolutely true.
1: Interesting.
2: It's a, it's a that's a good point to make and a good place to close. Nima Zarabi, senior writer Slam Magazine. Thank you very much for joining the Baller Lifestyle Podcast. Excellent interview, great insight, behind-the-scenes insight in the NBA game. We're definitely stoked you joined us, and we'd like to have you back again sometime.
0: Anytime, guys, man. Yeah, you good to you guys. You guys are hilarious. Keep it rolling.
2: Awesome, thanks, All right. Nima. All right, thanks. guys. Back, thank you very much to Nima Zarabi for joining the show. I thought that yeah, was, was great. That I was thought that cool. was an excellent conversation. Did
1: you do you agree, Ed? Good dude, good dude. I was kind of bummed.
2: I was uh, kind of bummed because I know your fascination, and uh, this is a guy that spent a lot of time in locker rooms. Yeah, this is I, my shame. This is
1: my I, shame. I know what you're getting at.
2: I thought you were gonna go there, like my the whole time. My palms were a little sweaty. Like, is he gonna ask him? Because I know you're, you're, you've made it clear that you, you'll, if you're near an athlete and that athlete gets his dong out, you'll have yes. a look. And here we get a guy on the show who's been in a lot of locker rooms, seen a lot of dongs, and yeah. you didn't go there, did you?
1: Yeah, I, I let's be honest. If there's one thing I love, it's knowing about guys' dongs. That's absolutely true. Wow.
2: You know, see, now you're just trolling me to get to be the cold open of the show. Ed.
1: I did. I did. But no, celebrities, I've been on record. Like, I want to know what guys, you know, what kind of heat they're packing. And I'm I'm, I'm a little bit bummed out that uh, I just didn't have it in me to, to fit that in there.
2: Yeah, that is a bummer. Uh, you know, we've had def we've had moments in Fancy Pop where our own Fancy Sauce has recounted stories of her friends having sex with celebrities, and she never gives us the details on how hung they are. And its I feel like we're just never getting enough dong info on this show.
1: That's true. We're, yeah, we're going to have to up the dong info on this show.
2: It's unfortunate. Hey, let's talk about this dear, tong, dear, tong, dear tongue dildo, and I'll just read you the headline. Woman hospitalized to remove deer tongue she used to please herself. A woman from... You want to take a guess? It's, it's, <laughs> don't go don't go the obvious one.
1: She, so she's probably from like the northeast somewhere. Mm-hmm.
2: Pacific, Manhattan.
1: Pacific, Pacific Northwest, maybe like Seattle.
2: Upper east side. Yeah. A, a woman from Little Rock, Arkansas is now recovering <laughs> after a bizarre chain of events that led doctors to find the tongue of a deer lodged into her <laughs> vagina. Yow! The Arkansas woman, whose name has not been released, went to her gynecologist complaining that her... Oh, my God. I haven't read this yet.
1: Yeah, I read
2: (laughs) (laughs) Complaining that her discharge had a very bad odor.
1: A lot of bad words there.
2: Not really into the word discharge ever. it's
1: It's the opposite of the word ejaculate.
2: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, great word. Yeah, it's polar opposites. Her doctor performed a typical exam, checking for several different issues that could have been causing this problem. All tests were negative. The doctor was not at all concerned about her complaints until the results of the pap smear came back. The report indicated that the cells taken from the pap smear were not human. Uh. It could not determine the origin of the cells. All they knew was that they were not human cells. The doctor requested the woman come back for a repeat exam and to discuss the findings. During the exam, the doctor inserted his... Another bad word here, Ed. Speculum. Oh no, that's and a terrible sc- word. Scooped out a large piece of loose, decaying flesh. <laughs> the doctor was disturbed with what he had so found. So many terrible
1: words. Decaying.
2: There's, there's quotes here. During the exam, I was utterly shocked with what I had found. Never in my 33 <laughs> years of practice have I ever have I seen anything like this, Doctor. I Lee should told- hope
1: not. I should
2: hope not. And he's being interviewed by a journal, the American (laughs) Journal of Forensic Medicine and Pathology. they got to get this on record. What I removed from the woman looked like a long tongue, but certainly not a human tongue. Then what she admitted to her husband after the exam was even more (laughs) disturbing. Uh, Ed, over under is 375 pounds on this woman. What do you got?
1: I'm going to... I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take the slide over. I'm sorry. I, I can't, I'd have to agree. I, I can't. I can't see because it, no. There's no way she's no way she's under 375.
2: Over 375 um, was the chalk. Also, a couple things here. Like, how do you select? Like, I get it. People want to get freaky. They want to get sexual. So, do you think that she was like? actually having sex with a live deer and she just like clipped it off with her vagina dentata (laughs) and it and just it got lodged in there or the probably the more likely thing is that she looked all around the house and it wasn't a properly sized cucumber or moose bottle or anything that she could use so she said you know what let me use – I've got a surplus of deer tongues here. i got I got deer tongues coming out of everywhere, so many deer tongues. I'm going to masturbate with this deer tongue. My question is how does it get lost? Like you put it in there. Like yeah, yeah. don't there, you expect it to come
1: out? There was a quote where she said she, uh, she, she didn't remember losing it. And well, right. that that speaks to the uh, over on on the three seventy five bet.
2: Definitely, that was the chalk. Um, yeah, but
1: but it, one thing one a, thing I got I got to step in here. And I, th- I feel like there's a real double double standard here because yes, we applaud Native Americans and Eskimos for for, fu- for finding using use, the whole animal. Yeah, for <laughs> using the whole animal. And here, a little Rock Arkansas woman tries to do just that, and she's ridiculed right. for it. I mean, we we got to give her a little bit for that, but it does surprise me that she wouldn't know where where the uh, you know not remembering losing a tongue inside of her. Um, that
2: that is a little even in Arkansas, and I figure in Arkansas, like when they find non human cells inside someone, don't they just assume oh we've, we have had another probing. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. I, I have to think moonshine is involved, right? Is that for
2: sure? That's what I mean.
1: And i I googled uh I googled <clears throat> Little Rock, Arkansas, just to see like you know what what that city is known for, and it just said the first thing or one of the first things that uh, popped up was most. It was just ranked most dangerous mid sized city in the nation. <laughs> <laughs> So that speaks to why she's drinking a lot of moonshine.
2: JD Power and Associates have spoken. That's awesome. Okay, Ed, pardon me. Great show so far. A lot, you know, with a sports show of record. I've given you a movie recommendation. We had a very hard-hitting interview with a noted NBA writer. We talked about deer tongues and vaginas. Like, what more do you want?
1: We've we've pretty much given it all, and we're about to give you more.
2: Yeah, NHL players. Trying to hook up with porn stars, like so much is happening. Now we got to talk celebrity. Like we've given you sports, we've given you deer tongue sex. We've, we've given, given
1: we've you given interviews. you we've given you tits a wonderful life.
2: Tits a wonderful life. What were, what were a couple
1: of the other titles? Uh, uh, White bubble butts two. Mandingo Massacre 7 and what was the best one? Bra Bustin' and Deep Thrustin'.
2: That's the one I like. Bra Bustin' and Deep Thrustin'. Let's get to our very own pop culture correspondent. Let's do the celebrity gossip portion of the show. We are joined now by everybody's favorite, everybody's favorite segment of the show, especially mine. She was in that picture of the cheeseburger that Ed was making fun of me for. Of course, I'm talking about the great fancy sauce and our special... Pop culture correspondent segment, Fancy Pop. How you doing, Fancy?
3: Hey, guys. Hey, Fancy.
2: Up? What is... Kate? Did you
3: get some flack for that picture? Yeah.
2: Yeah, oh. he's really making... The the, the dailies are bullies. <laughs> I'm being bullied by all... <laughs> Poor, yeah. on, I just... On the daily, listen, by the I dailies. Did,
1: I didn't do the bullying. I, I, I think you just confused my wife because she just didn't realize that that was such a thing for heterosexual males. No, that to was... Say, <laughs> to say cheat day. They just... It's just something. Maybe maybe it's a California thing. Mm-hmm. It's maybe. just it's just not part of our world that like me- heterosexual men say these kind of
2: things. <laughs> um, I try to eat healthy right. every day. Of but the then, week,
1: but, but then when you don't, it's a cheat like, day. But like. Yeah, like that's just not something heterosexual males announce like you just have your burger and then go back to being healthy. I own I it. it. I own it. Yeah. You know You're owning else? it. I yeah. you know it.
3: Isn't something proud. that heterosexual men discuss on their eggs? Tell me. I'm just, I all I could hear was dongs. How big is his dong? Oh. Mm-hmm. We need to know. Oh. We don't we're not getting enough dong info.
1: Um, we talked about it. I all love, I love. What are you guys talking. Yeah. I'll take ownership of that. Yeah. I love talking dongs. We
2: talk love. dong. I, I I enjoy dong conversation as well. Okay, Kate, speaking of dongs, what is going on in the world of celebrity pop culture news? What is happening in Fancy Pop?
3: Okay, it looks like Amanda Bynes has been released from her psych hold, and she got back uh, on Twitter today. I don't think she's well.
2: No, she's unwell. What's t- Tell Ere- us what she say on Ere- Twitter.
3: Earlier this morning, she tweeted that she's been diagnosed with bipolar disorder disorder and that she's taking her medication and that she's fine. She's also been tweeting and deleting various statements about her health since she was released from her psychiatric hold on Friday. Um, also the tweet suggests she's not down with her parents' conservatorship.
2: I mean who would be? But she's clearly insane. She needs to be locked up and medicated. She needs to be on Thorzine. She needs to be like that guy's wife on she the She tweeted
3: on- today um, I'm so mad at my parents And then another tweet They are holding my belongings and money For me so I don't have new clothes Or enough money to rent an apartment And then she started talking about How terrible she looked Because she couldn't buy any new clothes Well, One that's tweet thing. three hours ago I look awful um, Another tweet She just tweeted Disgustia.com mm. Then she tweeted I'm pretty An hour ago
2: when oh, no. you're losing it your mind sounds
0: like really, she's not taking those meds when
2: you're losing your mind your first concern of course is wardrobe right I feel like she needs to be cloistered in a upstairs room with a single window like that guy's wife on the Nick, and have all her teeth removed because <laughs> yeah. that's what they used to
3: do back there <laughs> to, to make works. you that's not right. crazy I love- and then oh, they'd man, remove your the spleen nick. and your colon and you, stuff if the teeth didn't work Ed, do you watch the Nick?
1: loved it it's, and I I, I was I, I I wasn't really sure why I just I was so into it
3: how about how about it's so
1: like it's so it's, horrible it's, and depressing it's and you, the, you it's wonder the how you
3: show on TV
1: you wonder ancestors. how you had any and how are you alive how are right. there any ancestors like it, it it just doesn't make sense that anyone lived through this I'm
2: actually like whoa they could do that back then but yeah. I will say this, the way the season ended, I want to know why the whole story, the whole season didn't focus around Wu-Ping, because that guy is my favorite he's character amazing. on the show.
1: Oh, what a
3: badass.
2: Like,
1: yeah. That yeah. It's probably awesome. one. See how he he's killed he's him? more of a badass than Omar Omar on the Y. Yes. One. Yeah.
2: He's like 1900 Omar. <laughs> totally. So good. Okay. I love Kate, that show. <clears throat> Kate, what is happening? See, we, more recommendations on the show. What else is happening in the world of pop culture? What is going on in Fancy Pop?
3: And we've talked about this kind of ad nauseum, but there's uh, this constant speculation about Beyonce and about mm. her relationship with Jay Z. Um, so, anyway,
2: speaking of medicated people, right?
3: A, a video surfaced today that captured um, Bay sitting next to Jay at a Nets game last night. And in the video, Bay kind of rocks herself back and forth in this kind of self-soothing, medicated-like mm-hmm. manner.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, it's a little creepy and weird, but I don't think it warrants I mean, the attention that it's. That you know, it's that only it's, creepy that it's getting.
2: in the sense that it looks like she's on Thorazine.
3: Yeah. And she does yeah. look like
2: a double Thorazine
1: reference on the podcast. <laughs> Did
2: I already do another Thorsine? <laughs> yeah. That's the only, that's the only sedation drug I know of. Yeah. Uh, Propofol. <laughs>
1: um, I, I, uh, I thought one of your stories, uh, I don't know, about five podcasts ago uh-huh. was that she kind of revealed or people revealed that that was a hoax to promote the, the tour they were on.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Which it definitely
1: be. So happen. now people, people, people are going back to speculating.
3: Well, I don't know. It was just a weird video. I should have sent you the link. I mean, she's being videoed by someone who's at the game by their on their phone, and it's like a two and a half minute long video. And in it, she kind of she talks to Jay Z for a bit, and then she just kind of sits there, like rocking back and forth, like with this very spaced out look on her face. It's kind of weird. Couldn't
1: that be the behavior of somebody who doesn't give a shit about basketball? Yeah, yeah that's what forward. I was going to
3: say. Well, she's at like a Nets she's
2: Bobcats bored. game. Like, who could pay yeah. attention to that?
3: It was a big deal on the internet. I thought I should bring it up. Okay. But let's talk about the next big thing. Tell me. On the internet today. What's up? A really big deal has been made of an essay, girls creator Mm -hmm. Lena Dunham, in Lena Dunham's new book, Um, an article published by a right-wing website called Truth Revolt. Um, interpreted parts of the essay about looking at her then-year-old sister Grace's vagina out of curiosity when she was seven as evidence of sexual abuse. Yeah. <laughs> Citing the vagina story and another part of the article, it reads, Lena Dunham describes experimenting sexually with her younger sister Grace, whom she's Says she attempted to persuade to kiss her using quote anything a sexual predator might do no, end quote. Um, so yeah, Lena Dunham has been accused of sexually molesting her sister. Just what
2: I needed—someone to put me on the side of Lena Dunham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: I, I didn't. I didn't want this. I didn't. I didn't, didn't want to be here. It, we
3: didn't need it, but we got it.
1: But my God, there's, think, so many stu- there's so many stupid fucking people. In this country, like I'm, I'm, I, I obviously we we are not a political show. Yes, and you know there are different ways to skin a cat when it comes to the economy and foreign policy. But if you're a social conservative who is up in arms over this today. You are a fucking dimwit. Yeah, you, and you are a shithead. You're agreed. a shithead if you're a social conservative. You agreed. Just, you just are a shithead. It's lo- looking
3: for controversy where, yeah, just where there's find none. a real problem. You know, exactly. like kids.
1: I mean, seven year old kids. Like yeah. I've got a kid who's going to turn seven in a couple weeks. Like he is a he's a a, a moron. Like mm-hmm. he, right. of course, he like a, a, a kid checking out a vagina when you're seven. Like
3: yeah. <sighs>
1: For fuck's sake, like, get over, get for over your. For fuck's sake is right. right.
3: The only, this is you know only evidence of how terrified you know some men are of female sexuality and vaginas.
1: I
2: mean, Super let's be scary. honest. Mm-hmm. I I played a little doctor as a young man. I'm not afraid to admit <laughs> that. Like I sure you know I got up to some activity. I wanted to see what was going on down there. No,
3: Curiosity is normal,
2: right? That's that's pretty normal for all kids. And that said, Lena Dunham is still insufferable. And her show is awful. And I hope that when the new season starts, my girlfriend doesn't make me watch it. But on this one, I'm definitely on her side. She didn't do anything wrong here. It's
3: stupid. I'm
1: also, as for as for her show, for me, I watched maybe two thirds of the first episode of Girls. And I felt like, I guess it was well written. No. But I just realized it was not me. I just yes. thought, like, I'm not the target I audience. Don't but, make like, I find. I've, girls. I've, I've Target. seen her in interviews. I find her to be like, you know, I, I find her to be intelligent enough. I just, for me, like I just, she's, she's targeting an audience that I'm just not part not of.
3: Not part of, yeah. No, I watch bit, it out of yeah. a morbid curiosity more the than anything else.
1: The characters are And so we
3: can like.
2: No one talks like that. And no one, and, and just, it's so unrealistic. And
3: Brian especially loves each. Zoja Mammoth. Uh, man- she's who plays Shoshana. Shoshana.
2: She fucking <laughs> sucks. <laughs> The Brian Williams daughters, Mar- Mar- awful. Mar- yeah, Alison Williams,
3: I really, I aka really. Peter Pan. And, Have you gone to see Peter Pan yet, Ed? No, I don't
2: think it's on yet. Uh-huh. No, it's a TV the, thing. Oh,
3: it's a TV thing. The, I thought it was Broadway. Brian Williams'
2: wait, daughter from Girls is going to play. Wait, hang
1: on. You, did you ask me if I went to a Broadway show? Well, you, you, do, I told you, you
2: You've been. You've <laughs> told you that before.
1: Told you when I went to Rent like 10, 15 years ago, and everybody was shouting at me about AIDS. What time decided, was it?
2: Were they shouting the time? Yeah. At all? But
1: they're, Ten thousand seven hundred million four hundred. They're just yelling numbers at yeah. you, and I was like, "This is it, yeah, Michelle I mean, just, just Just enjoy, it. It. soak this up, because you will never see me in a theater watching a music. Luck, musical." Luckily,
2: again. your ticket to rent was inexpensive.
1: Well, yeah, it was. It was the best price of all. I think somebody gave us the ticket. Oh. But yeah, but yeah, those tickets are like one hundred and fifty dollars. Hey, would you like to see a really shitty movie with bad production and people flubbing lines for? A hundred times the price.
2: So go for it. So when Kate and I come to New York, you, you're saying you and Michelle will meet us and we'll take in a matinee on the Great White Way.
1: <laughs> I will be. I will I'll gladly escort you to the theater and then run in the other direction. You
2: get there. <laughs> awesome. Uh, okay, Kate. What else is happening? What is going on in um, Fancy Pop? M-
3: moving on to another dumb American story. Um, apparently everyone's favorite Anne Hathaway refused to shake an Argentinian journalist's hand because of Ebola while she was promoting her new film. It hasn't been confirmed that that is what the tweet by the journalist, um, meant, but it definitely infers that that's why she wouldn't shake his hand, that she was afraid of Ebola. Uh,
2: I mean, that's a stupid reason, although I'm kind of for like not shaking somebody's hand. Yeah. Like I'm, you know, there's there's germs and shit around. Like I shake hands.
3: You can shake someone's hand. I do not. You're nuts. not gonna catch a germ, and you're not gonna can... die from shaking a hand. No, I sorry. I shake everybody's hand, but you, if she you didn't, it's she didn't
2: want to, you know, she's a girl.
1: Yeah, I, I get a little it's grossed kind of out with 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 a lot of handshakes, but kind of dumb. Like but, someone's just
3: done know, an interview with you, and they've sh- everyone,
1: the whole cast just, just
3: Shook their hand, and you sit stand there and go, "No, sorry, I'm a yeah." Of Ebola. That is kind
1: of dumb. Ed. your no, you anti doing- handshake. Well, I'm just saying, like, I, I get grossed out by it, but I've never refused a handshake. Like, I, I, I'll I, go wash my hands if I've had a particularly disgusting handshake. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Definitely. But,
3: wash your hands but, after. But,
1: but, but, yeah, I mean, he should have refused her handshake because of the Princess Diaries, too.
2: Uh, okay, Kate, what um, else is happening?
3: America's favorite aunt, Bruce Jenner, mm. was seen out and about last week in Malibu. He
2: used to be the world's
1: greatest athlete. It's 60- heartbreaking every time I see a picture. It's like a, super heartbreaking. On smart. his
3: sixty-fifth birthday, he was seen sitting in his car, smoking a cigarette, and sporting a fresh manicure—not a fall's hottest hue, but a very grandma kind of raspberry shade on his nails. <laughs> oh yeah.
2: My God.
1: Yeah.
3: Ed, have you seen the pictures? I'm no. really upset because but I mean, like any the- picture
1: is obsesses me. Any picture of that guy upsets me. But
3: this is like next level. Like this is like one one step away from wearing makeup on your face. Really?
1: He probably
2: does that. He wears makeup on his well, face yeah, for sure. No,
3: but like noticeable like, uh, like, like lipstick. Like girl style makeup. Yeah. Not like some foundation. He's got
2: girl style hair.
3: He does. He's got his ears pierced. He's wearing Spanx He's had his Adam's apple shaved.
2: That's a little weird. He That's an the earring
3: weirdest in of both, both A ears. little weird? And yeah. now he's wearing <laughs> oh,
1: okay. The headline his birthday is so good. For his birthday Bruce dinner. Jenner Bruce Jenner nails it on 65 sixty fifth birthday.
2: <laughs> yeah. Wow he's yeah he's uh, a little this is off. such
1: a sad picture
2: I feel like it might be just um
1: and his hair Was he like- got a coonskin cap I on? Just,
3: I just read today that his um soon-to-be ex-wife Chris jenner who's just a horrendous human being is dating a 33 year old Justin Bieber's tour manager oh chris yeah
2: um they I don't know uh, the I feel like the jenner's the kardashians could have put bruce up to this as a storyline for the show what do you think i I wouldn't put it past him why
3: would he do that though
2: i wouldn't put it past him they get they get fake married for their show of course they would do this there's money in it
3: i feel like bruce is the least into you know doing stuff like that for the show
2: yeah eh, maybe i could be wrong about maybe he used to be the world's greatest athlete poor guy Uh, Okay, Kate, what else? Anything else going on in Uh, the world of pop culture?
3: Yes, actually. Apparently, Britney Spears is furious at Mario Lopez Mm. after he bragged about their one-night stand. Mm. She's telling pals the TV host is a total dud in the sack. I believe it. She's really upset because she's worried how it affects her image. Um, She said it's a sleazy name-dropping. It's sleazy name-dropping, and um, Britney's got nerve because he was one of the most selfish lovers she's ever had.
2: Uh, any oh, he's got nerves, sorry. A, any discussion of dong size. No,
3: just that mm. he she was calling him the Minuteman. He couldn't leave in last sixty
2: seconds. I could see apparently. that Mario Lopez is little and that is fucked up. Like kissing and telling, like, in public is fucked, especially years down the road. Yeah, he's really, married.
3: It's tacky. Like, do
2: you think his wife wants to hear him go, Oh hey, yeah, I fucked Britney Spears? Like what what is that? Who does yeah. that? I'm I'm, I'm Team Britney.
1: It's not a cool move, but also uh I mean Does anyone think differently of Britney Spears? Like, no. I mean, it's been a while since anyone thought she was some like virginal character.
2: That's true.
3: I know. I still wouldn't want Mario Lopez going around spilling the beans. No. I wouldn't
1: want it either, but Christ. I would think the best move is just to ignore this. Yeah. I mean how many how many people are hanging on Mario Lopez's everywhere? Yeah, he's
2: got a perm.
3: This is kind of a blind item though, it hasn't been like she hasn't made any statements or anything.
2: Mm,
3: okay. Wow. Um okay, so some celebrity criminal
1: activity. Now,
2: Zach Morris wouldn't pull that bullshit.
1: <laughs> no, but he what? talked to the camera and that was super annoying.
2: And he had, he had a lot of peroxide in that hair
1: yeah also
2: also we were talking about this with Nima Zarabi Zach would go with the jeans with high tops look quite a bit and it was not a good look at Bayside High or anywhere
1: else he let let that tongue hang out
2: he let that tongue hang way out he might (laughs) have even had some Reebok pumps on which nobody wanted any Reebok (laughs) pumps even back then
1: he seemed to be begging for an ear punch
2: go on Kate
3: Um, where was I? Oh, celebrity criminal news. Um, Knight, Mm. my favorite celebrity thug and his buddy comedian, Cat Williams were arrested and charged with stealing a female celebrity photographer's camera in Beverly Hills last week. And because of their lengthy rap sheets, Williams faces up to seven years in jail um, while Knight could get up to thirty to life in a state prison due to a prior conviction for assault uh, with a deadly weapon, I feel he was as, also shot six times at just a like party a few in weeks August. ago. Yes. Yeah, and he's
2: in out August, committing talk, crimes we again. We talked about he it. can't
3: be killed.
1: If I if I got shot, like six years ago i'd still be laying in my bed just like okay bring me things just just load up the dvr i'm I'm just not going anywhere i
2: don't know if i'll ever recover um what what are the odds that the the victim of this crime suddenly has a air quotes change of heart and decides she doesn't want to testify you need to (laughs) watch
3: the tmz video of her because she is something else is she She's apparently she calls herself a, a celebrity photographer, so uh-huh. she's like a pap. She's yeah. a
1: creep, right?
3: She's out there. She's dressed like she thinks she's going shopping on Rodeo Drive. Right? She's got a huge hat on, dark glasses, like her. She's got her extensions, her full weave. She in, dresses and like somebody's going to take her picture. She's got a dress on and heel. Yeah.
2: yeah, out taking pics.
3: And but apparently, like she was knocked to the ground by a woman, and then Cat Williams came up and sw- swiped her camera.
2: Oh wow!
3: I'm not sure where Suge was, was when this whole thing went down, but she had her um, she had like three of her fingers bandaged oh, up, and she was complaining to injured. the cop, yeah, <laughs> about her broken her quote a broken check. fingers.
2: Cut a check, make this go away.
3: Um. So yeah, just Sh- never any, ending. With what are Shug the Nights. what are
2: the odds Suge sees any time for this? The guys killed people allegedly, oh, and zero. is free.
3: Williams, at the moment, is being sued by a former tour manager for assault and battery as well.
1: I think the biggest offense Suge Knight has had is he chose to hang out with Cat Williams. He (laughs) seems really annoying.
2: The most annoying. annoying. And he's little. Like, who could he assault? He's tiny. (laughs) He's miniature. Uh, Okay, Kate, anything else going on in the world of pop culture? I think that wraps it up. Okay, well, excellent job. I want to thank Slam Magazine senior writer Nima Zarabi for joining the show today. Excellent interview by myself and Ed. Props to you, Ed. Great job on that interview.
1: Great job, Us.
2: I mean, great job, Us. You could have asked that
3: dog question.
2: I, I, know, it, I, is is
1: whiffed. Did I whiffed. I
3: whiffed feet. Yeah, yeah.
1: I whiffed on the dunk question, and I'm I'm gonna be hating myself for a long time over this one. Yeah,
2: too. I don't know. Like he seemed a pretty above the board dude. I don't know that he was gonna give that. And you know what? He might not be a Peter peaker. Yeah. Oh, so he goes in. He probably he probably keeps his head icon. He's a pro.
1: So I believe there are two types of people: people yeah. who admit to be a Peeker yeah, and people who don't admit to being peakers, but. But everyone's, Everyone, a everyone's peeking If there's a celebrity or uh, a famous athlete, yeah, you're peeking.
2: I mean, NBA locker room. I, I I would probably keep my head up, but I I, I bet it's hard to miss if that you, stuff.
1: If you saw a naked Shaq standing across the room, you'd want to know. Like, I'd
2: probably glance.
1: Well, what does that look glance. like?
2: Yeah, I take a glance. Uh, okay. okay, well, excellent job, Ed. Excellent job, Kate. We'll do this again next week. Episode 47 in the books for Ed Daly, for Fancy Sauce. I'm your host, Brian Beckner. This has been the Baller Lifestyle Podcast from theballerlifestyle.com. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.